Hello, ladies and gents. You're with Adrianosaurus, the coach of Rapana Rama for super coach purposes. The Anzac round is in the books. Uh, you know, a bit of Monday night football, although, I mean, I know they'll want those lights on the stadium with the old um, Melbourne game, but it's, I don't love a 7 p.m. start for a game. But it's a, a big round. There were some upsets in there as well uh, and some very high scoring. <laughs> but you know, all on the proviso that you are an owner of people like Telekai and Cleary. Um, I know a lot of people who would have owned Cleary, probably everybody that owned Cleary would have captained him, and it makes for a very high-scoring round. Um, If you didn't have Cleary... Sorry about that, guys. We knew after last week with the big 150, he was brought in by a number of people, you know, because his price was still very high. But I just felt like, particularly as because I was live at the Raiders game on the week before, I had to get him in. He's going to actually go up in price, probably 50K. Um, but he was one that I think was screaming for a buy last week. He's going to be even more expensive next week. Um, but you know, we'll talk about those things with a guest tonight. It's going to be the wonderful Mitch from the Fig Jam Sports, which I, I really like Mitch, so it's going to be great to chat with him. You'll hear from him next. Welcome to my guest of the night. It's the wonderful Mitchell from Mitch from Fig Jam Dynasty Sports. Welcome to the show, mate. I've been wanting to have you on for a while, and it's it's really good to have you. Glad to be on, mate. It has, it's been a bit like that with everything happening at the moment, but managed to find a free, free evening. I'm Quite late evening, thank you NRL. But hey, you get that. Yeah, an Anzac Day uh, round, and they obviously enjoy that evening game down there in Melbourne because they can do all the lights off the old stadium there. And what a game it was! I mean, it's a monster round for scores. We can see some huge, huge scores in there. Imagine what would have happened if Paps had stayed on for the whole game. He was oh, already man. on one fifty something, and they gave him a shower. It's um that that was crazy. That last game was nuts. But there, yeah, th- this week for scores has been pretty ridiculous. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we see some seventeen hundreds sort of roll out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've finished on a fifteen hundred and sixteen in a pre-updates, and I've lost two head-to-heads. Can you believe that? I mean, one of those head-to-heads uh, is up against last year's Super Coach winner in Tim Moody, which is fine. And in the last game, I all I had to do, all I needed was for Coates to not go and score four tries and I win easily. <laughs> so <laughs> what are the chances, eh? But anyway, uh, how, how have you scored this round? Um, I've got a, I think I'm at 14.99. Yeah, nice. Um, so I'm, I'm way up there as well. But again, I have also lost one of my head-to-heads oh. to a um, slight, slightly bigger score. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it kicks you in the beans when you get a 1,500, you know, score and you don't win a head-to-head. It's just one of those things. You're like, I should be winning easily. But, you know, teams get similar. And I know that the ones that went big this week in Pappenhausen, Cleary and Talakai were popular buys. So, you know, that's why we've seen some monster scores. I don't know if I, I could put a finger on what the par is this week. I feel like it's above 1,300. I think if you are somebody who scored 1,350, you might see a green arrow. I think if you're under 1,300, you might see some red arrows because it's such a big scoring week. Yeah, I, I reckon you're spot on there, um, that, that sort of 1,350 mark. I mean, unless you're way down the rankings, you know, a 1,200 might get you yeah, up. Yeah, comparatively, yep. Um, there'll, be, there'll be 1,400s that see red arrows this week. Like, it's, it's just <laughs> fucking ridiculous. <laughs> mm. 
All right. Well, my trades this week, um, I brought in Cleary. I I was live at the Canberra Raiders game with Brent from BJ on game day, watching the Raiders, you know, fall apart against um, the Cowboys who are on the improve this year. I'm actually enjoying watching them play. Um, But I was determined after that 150 from Cleary last week, he did lose a little bit of money. I brought him in. The other one I did do was sell Teddy. I know he's finished pre-updates on a 70, but I'm okay with that. I think it was a reasonable sell. He's still going to lose money. And I brought in Taff, who was an absolute bloody flop. I played him too. Imagine that. I got 1,516 and I, I played Taff for a 20. Um, but he, he, I don't know whether how I feel about him. He, he doesn't look to be a great score. I don't know it was a 60 last week, but... You know, he's going to make a tiny bit of money, it looks like, you know, and we're going to need him just to score a little bit better if we want him to kick on in scores. And I brought back David for feeder. I got rid of Bo Fermor. I sold for feeder, but I brought for feeder back. And obviously I still stayed with the choice, even though I knew he was going into the centers because he, he basically just had to walk on field and he was going to get more expensive. And I didn't want to have to buy him at that higher price um, he's still going to make a, a little bit of cash this week, even though he scored a 42. So, this, oh, you know, I know I missed the hundreds, but for me, it was like, I want to get him in. I think, you know, when he's in a second row again, I think we're going to start to see a lot more of those big scores from him. What a dumb move by coach. We'll cover that in the talking points about what he's, I mean, we'll cover it in my talking points, but those were my trades for the week. Um, you know, I think, you know, I should see some green arrows, the 1516, hopefully, um, and we did speculate on what we think maybe a par is. Um, the talking points of the rounds, um, Talakai, what a start. You're a Sharks fan. What a start to Ooh. the week. He's an absolute animal. It, um, it, it, it sort of makes you wonder what they're going to do with Tracy in a couple of weeks. Like, there's, there's no way you can drop him at the moment the way he's playing. Like, even, he, he, even his defensive reads, which he's historically bad for, have been good. Like he's missed a couple of tackles, but he's, he's he's looked really defensively sound, and no one can stop him in attack. So he's just yeah. give him the ball and hope Mate. for the best. <laughs> I mean, look, Stags is going to have his work cut out for him next week. But look, coach even said after the game, there's, he's expecting that Kennedy might just come back in and take it, but surely he's just you know foxing. There's no way you can drop somebody who is dominating in the center position in basically the whole NRL. Um, I'm sporting that he didn't get jewel because that if I could have picked that down in my center wing, it would have been perfect for me. And I think he played, he was named twice in center wing and they should have given him jewel. Even now with the same code that they did to do a jewel, they should have just realized the error of their ways and even done it the week after, you know, once he played three there, you go, all right, well, we should have done that and done it in the first initial update. We didn't, we missed it. We made a mistake. Here it is now. They should have done it. But anyway, Talakai's a weapon. Any fucking work. Well, I mean, we'll take the mistake. It was the first. I'll take it anyway. It was the first. Their first um, attempt at it. So. All right. Well, you know, one one mistake on the first one. Yeah. As long right, as I right. get it right the second time. All right. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, my next point, uh, talking point of the round, was Hol- Holbrook. He can't coach, can he? I mean, the Titans have gone backwards this year. They haven't gone forwards. That's for sure. You have got the best, you know, ball. You know, the best barnstorming second rower in the comp. Fafita's best side is left side of the field. Why are we making concessions for Furmore to play left? Put David Fafita on the left. The, the Titans attack to the left because Brimson and Sexton go left 
and left only. Why are you putting him in the center? Furmore's actually played first grade games in center. So why the hell is he putting Fafita in the center on the right side? Why is he playing right side second row? The, the Titans are going to finish bottom four unless he makes these these are fundamental changes. These are simple changes that I, as a bloody idiot on the sideline, can make it to fix the Titans. Can he coach or is he just a bloody idiot? He's, um, I like to think of him as like the Kalen Ponger of the coaching world, where he's <laughs> like, he'll show up in one week and it'll just be the perfect game plan and they'll roll a team. And then for three or four weeks, you're asking yourself these questions like, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. Um, Fafita's I mean, definitely wasted on that right side. He needs to move over to that left side. Um, that that much is obvious. It worked last year. Yeah. It worked last year. Yeah. And look, Furmore's not a bad player, but he is. He can adapt the kind of game style that he plays. He can go left to right. I'm sure he can work on the right. But David Fafita is damaging on the left, and they need him on the side that they attack too, which is their left. You know, he's gone into that game and picked him in the centers. He, his answer after the game was, we were covering an injury and we needed to try something. Well, that was dumb. That was not what you would try. You have Corey Thompson in your in your 21, who's a very accomplished first grader. It could have been an easy switch. And the, if you didn't want to go in and do that, you should have put Firmer in the centers, who's actually played first grade in and you should have put David Fafita on the left side. If they don't run out next week with David Fafita on the left, he, he should be sacked. Him and Ricky Stewart. You know, get rid of him. Anyway, that's my rep. <laughs> you don't, you don't think rep. that might be a little bit of like Talakai jealousy going, well, if Talakai can do it, surely Fafita can well, do it. We'll put yeah. him out there and give him a shot. Maybe, but it was dumb. Failed. It was dumb. <laughs> um, yes. The Tigers, they got another big scalp. Oh, mate, they. I think Jackson Hastings makes a big, big difference to that team. He's He's got 90 touches in week one and then 100 plus touches in week two. He's done a lot for him to, to lift him. Good move by a match. Yeah, no, Hastings has been perfect because, I mean, the the issue that the Tigers have isn't Luke Brooks. It's Luke Brooks's contract absorbing so much of their salary cap and them not being able to afford to bring someone else capable in to relieve the pressure. They've managed to get Hastings at a, a very heavily discounted price and he's doing exactly what they need. Um, it, it's exciting times for Tigers fans now that Hastings is back. The team, they, they, they look good. They look structured. They're moving forward. Yep. Um, they can, well, they nearly iced all of those moments, the, <laughs> a couple of missed goal, uh, missed field goals. But hey, you know, these in. things happen. They, they got one in the end. So yeah, that, that, look, I mean, it, as an NRL fan in general, it's good to see. It's good to see them, you know, having some uh, wins against some good scalps, and I think it builds their confidence if you can knock off those two teams for them to actually trouble some other teams this year. So it's really good to see. Um, should yeah. we be keeping the hammer in the shed? How good is old mate going? Filling in there, drink water for the Cowboys. Old drinky. He's um. I mean, but he was he was second string fullback at Melbourne. Like this isn't surprising, really. Yeah. Um. I think you know, he was he was shifted up to the Cowboys and shoehorned into a five eight position into a team that didn't have a lot of direction. Mm. Now they've got Dearden up there and, and Chatty Townsend running the show. Drink water's out the back, swinging around. It looks amazing. I think Hammer needs to find his way back into the centers or onto the wing somewhere. Yeah, I mean, look, the thing about um, Drinkwater, I think in the past they didn't like his defensive reads, maybe his chat, you know, d- setting the defensive line, but he absolutely unlocks their attack. They In attack, they look twice the team. You know, I think they're aiming up defensively. They, they're rolling forward. They've got so much of the recipe for a good team. They were just a little bit 
they were lacking a little bit of polish and attack and, and they've got that back since he's been there. So I find it hard to believe that he'll lose his spot and maybe he goes to 14 and they just bring him on, you know, like that. But I would like to see him start there. And the, and the trouble is their centers and wingers have been going fantastic. All of, you know, all both centers and both wingers have been going great as well, but it's going to be probably a good headache for him to have, but I wouldn't be dropping drink water anytime soon. Uh, oh, Hamoli. What madness. What, how did he get a sin bin? It didn't even look like a high shot. And then to add, to compound the stupid sin bin, the match review committee gives it a grade two. And he's got to go and now face suspension of two weeks. He can, if he fights it, it's absolutely crazy. And today, Tupu nearly take it forceful and to the head. And it's not even a bin, it's only a penalty. Now, coaches are saying, oh, these favored teams are getting the rub of the green, that's outrageous. How is how is Hamoli going to be sent, having a week on the sidelines for a shot that, it, unlike the Paulo one where it did, you know, get up the shoulder to the head, I couldn't even see any contact with the head. It was whiplash only and it was not a high shot. So how does the match review yeah, committee look at it and go, that's a grade two? It's one of those ones, isn't it, where it's like, oh, you just tackled too hard that time. Sorry, mm-hmm. you need to... It's wind a, it back a little bit. It's um, a grade two. You tackled someone too hard. Yeah. Um, but you're right about the Tupu tackle as well. That that, that should have been a sin bit at minimum. Um, that, that didn't look good mm. after the, the week in, in the news and shit with all the, the favoritism or the, the, the unconscious bias and whatnot. So that's, yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, there's a couple of things I didn't like the look of this week. There was one uh, with how Jason Tamalolo stayed on the field. His eyes were rolled back in his head on the field. And you got doctors on there. They pulled off um, someone today, and it was, he didn't even look to show any symptoms at all, whereas that was very obviously symptoms. He was off his you know, balance, and his eyes were rolled back in his head. What doctor is watching that and not saying he has got to go off for a HIA? That's negligent and that's not what the, the, the you're supposed to have the doctors there to prevent this sort of stuff happening it's failed in its duty of care there and the match officials failed today in a penalty only for um tupu um the chooks they're a bit iffy this year um you know they got done today by the dragons all my dragons friends were like you idiot ado why did you tip the roosters and i was like oh i, I sold teddy very confidently thinking that uh, that the dragons would aim up i just thought the chooks would get him how many of the chooks do you want to own i mean teddy finished with a 70 today and he was a popular sell for people this week i don't know if you held him whether you'd feel vindicated maybe he updates too i think they might be a contentious line break so he might go up to 80 85 um but 85 would probably mean it was a reasonable hold i guess yeah, I mean that's you're not you're never going to complain about that. I think we you know tend to get lost in the one fifties and the one sixties and think if players aren't scoring those every week, they're not worth having. Um, but having a second fullback there knocking out your eighties, well, that's that, that that's that's money for jam. Um, the issue with Tedesco is the Roosters' consistency at the moment. Um, I was a seller of Tedesco. I sold him two weeks ago. Mm. Um, to bring in Moses and then move up to Cleary. I mean, that's obviously worked out positively for me, but I know other people that have moved him on for, for other pods and it's not not so well worked out, especially this week, because, you know, he did he did bounce back a little bit. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I did legitimately bring in Taft, but it wasn't for Tedesco. Tedesco was the way that I funded Cleary. 
and I and yep. I got Fafita. So I got two premiums out of it, and that was my the reason why I chose to sell him. Um, look, there you know, there's players in their team. Sam Walker, what did he finish with for, for the day? You know, Manu has been good. He had a, a down week or two, and he, he's quite expensive. So I don't know if people are going to bring him in. He's going to be a solid enough hold because he's going to play around 13 and be at fullback. But I don't know how many others I'd be very keen on having. I know that um, Angus Crichton has been one that I've had my eye on, particularly because he's come back and taken the starting spot, but he's only punching out 40s. Do you think you'll want him? I, yeah, I don't think you want Crichton at this stage. Um, it's getting too close to Origin anyway, and he doesn't, like you said, he's only he pumped out of 38 today before yeah. updates. So it's like it, it, it's not worth bringing him in. There's better options at better prices at the moment. Um, a lot of those mid-rangers are firing. So just let him sit there and simmer down in price and bring him in after Origin, and hopefully he brings a bit of confidence. If he makes Origin, yeah, I, don't I mean, know if he it, makes it, it. it's wild to think that he might not, but... He's not doing much at the moment. So, I mean, he's doing everything right. He's just not doing spectacularly, I guess. Yeah. What's going on with my noise here? I can hear a noise. I don't like it. Noise. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just not, I'm not convinced on them. I really think they just need to move the halves, switch them back around. I don't know why he did that. And, and I think it, their attack can use all the help it can get. Um, that's enough on the, on the chooks. Um, Tupu should have been binned. We talked about that. Um, he's, he's a good chance of being suspended, I think actually too. So people are going to want to keep an eye on that <laughs> come the charges. I mean, if Olaf is getting a grade two for his, I expect Tupu should be suspended. Um, yeah, Karen looks like he might have done an MCL. He's been quite popular with people and been on everyone's target list. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people's targets list for the round 13. Um, but unfortunately, an MCL it looks we'll have to. Yeah, wait it's a bit shit. I was, I was actually, I've been looking at him the last couple of weeks as an upgrade option for a couple of those mid ranges that are sort of getting to the getting to their peak. Um, you know, sitting at around that 600k mark, averaging, I think he's averaging 65 or something like that, mm. um, which is what you want towards the end of the year. And especially, you know, that first buy around, perfect. It's, yeah, feel a little bit selfish thinking that it's such a shame that he hurt himself because it sort of ruins my super coach plans. But I, I, yeah. Sucks a bit. Oh, maybe Jazz Hands gets, you know, the lock spot. I love him for super coach output. Maybe he takes, I know that um, Tohu's. Round ten as well, so, you know, soon. So you know, I mean, if you got you know jazz hands, maybe it wouldn't work out for you because Tohu would come back into the team. Um, let's move on, and we'll cover the games, the good, bad, and ugly. We'll go a game each at a time. You can have for whatever reason you think they're good, bad, or ugly, and obviously we'll both chime in if there's something different to what the other one says. So you can go first with the Sharks. They got over the top of the Sea Eagles. Um, 34 to 22 is pretty convincing. I thought they looked very good. Um, your boys, what's your good, bad, and Plenty of good to take out of that game for um, anyone that was wearing blue that night. Um, I mean, Talakai's dominance, continued dominance through the centres. That's that's the best thing to come out of that game. And um, I think the way Nico handled the captaincy as well, um, mm. really took that, really took the team and, and led them around the park. Made the team his, his own, which was um, really good to see. Um, the ugly, I think, is the obvious Morgan Harper uh, 
oh, I don't even know what to call it, decimation. That was yeah. not great for Morgan Harper. Um, I think we'll be thinking about that one for a little while. And I don't, I'd be very surprised if we see him in the team again this week. Yeah, I would be too. Um, he copped the bath, but I mean, that's the thing I've, I've had my concerns about him and his defense and his reads and, and even his errors, I guess, for a while now. So, um, yeah, it was an unfortunate one. I had Ramian as a, as my bad 36 points from him. Um, you know, he's, he didn't make his BE. Um, and unfortunately his last two scores have been pretty average, you know, 34, 36. So people were jumping on. I know some people went Mulatalo. It's been a lot more successful for you if you went Mulatalo, but I don't think that people, I mean, obviously that's, they played around 13. Did they play? They played the round 13. And, you know, I think that Ramian's been really good this year. 54, 74, 72, 115. He's been scoring well. I know the last two haven't been great, but he was my bad this week. And Katoa was, people were going Katoa, Mulatalo, and Ramian. People were asking me. I was actually leading him towards Mulatalo because I like wingers. Um, and, you know, I thought the price point was better for him. Um, but Katoa, you know, he's 1.5%. And same with Ramian. So obviously people went one of those ways. The Mulatalo ones are happy. Um, but unfortunately with Katoa this week, it was 18 points, no tries uh, in that big score. Um, some good scores in there. Obviously Hines was good with a 97. Everyone screams unicorns, but he's an accumulator of points. And that's, that's just what you're going to get from Hines when he's, I mean, obviously last week he was in a tough matchup against his old team in Melbourne, um, but he's he's definitely someone that I think you can hold for the whole year. Um, Homoli, 79, he's been rock solid in that Manly team, particularly with Tommy Turbo out. He's been running good lines and DCE gets him the ball. Unfortunately, I think he's going to, oh, if I were him, I'd go and fight it and get it completely cleared, but I don't think they'll do that. They'll probably just take the one week it's, maybe there's a chance they fight it because they've actually lost a lot of troops. They had some injuries in that game as well, but it, I can't believe it. The grade two, it, it, can he go and say, all right, I'll plead guilty, but I want it downgraded to a, a one because yeah, yeah, they, can, they can seek it downgrade. They and that would, downgrade. that'd be no games. Uh, I just think it's really inconsistent. And there was, you know, it's different to the Paulo one that crept up. I, I'm yet to see an angle where it looked like he heard it, uh, got his head. Um, Garrick was good again uh, this week. He's still too expensive to really buy. I was hoping he would come down a lot more in price, 80 points. And Mulatalo, he was the one in that three-way Ramian, Katoa and Mulatalo. Mulatalo, uh, someone messaged in a group I was in, they were like, I grabbed Mulatalo and he's gone 100 and then a nice 84 since. He's looking good this year. Yeah, I grabbed Molotalo at like 460k, bottomed right out. And since then, I've picked up his, uh, I think it was 104. I was 87, 125, and he's 87 again this week. Yeah, that's some good, um, good super coach in there. Yeah, so that was a nice little pod play. So I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for people picking up Sharks wingers at the moment, but Molotalo seems to be the pick. Yeah, and but again, um, if you grabbed Ramian, yeah, if you grabbed Ramian or Katoa, I'd still hold them, and you know, I'm sure oh, definitely they have been scoring well. Um, moving on to the Broncos versus the Dogs, the Broncos got the job done. Um, the good for me was Cobo. I'm a Cobo owner, and it's not been an easy own. I, I I've not wanted to play Cobo one single week of Supercoach, but because I went Billy Smith and I had Violia, I, I just got lumped having to play Cobo every week. There's been some 40s and there's been some 20s. This week, he got an 82, and I was very happy with that because 
It gives him a little bit of a – he's going to make his BE comfortably. He's going to get a little bit more of a price rise. That stays in his rolling average. It's all the stuff that you want to see. Um, my bad was stags. There's going to be some people – I was getting messages going, hey, I sold stags. Should I bring him back in? He's got that big negative break even, and he's just – he can't see him not getting 100. But as is always the way, I brought him for feeder, and, of course, 200s and then a 42, and he plays in the centres. Those people that sold stags missed his 200s and then they bring him back in. He scored you 37. Um, 9.8% of people brought him in. And it's going to be a lot of people that sold him. Uh, unfortunate. And it, it isn't going to get easier for him next week because he's going to be up against Talakai. Maybe he can still score well, you know, get maybe get a try or two out of it, but it's going to be it's going to be a game and a half next week. Oh, mate, that'll be it'll be a cracker. I actually VC'd Stags this week, expecting a little bit of a <laughs> bit of a performance. So um, thank God for the VC option, and we're not going straight C's <laughs> straight up. Um, but I also played Cobber this week, and I had a mate send me his team. He had Schneider picked over Cobber, and I'm like, you're probably going to want to fix that this week. Yeah, and, I thought um, there's going to paid be... out thirty, thirty or forty points or something. So yeah, I, I was confident he'd score a try this week. Um, my ugly was Walters. He's still seven point one percent owned. It was an eleven. Um, you know, it's it's no good. You've got to sell him. He's on the bench now. I think they're going to go with Pakes as their main hooker because he's much, much better. And Reynolds and um, the other one, who's the idiot with the haircut? They play better. I think they play Gamble. I think they play better with um, Pakes in, in the nine. A-Ray, he gets an honourable bench, and he's not owned by a lot of people, but he's, he's he was really good in that game. He's been good the last couple of weeks. 117 points for him. Um, the Fox got over for some tries, got a 98. And we, you know, now that the Fox is scoring tries, you know, is it going to continue? It's in that dog's team though. Hass copped him. Um, an AC early on the first run of the game looked crippled and he toughed it out. What an animal of a player he is. He just, you know, he came on and toughed it out and still ran the most meters, you know, made a bunch of tackles, scored a 73. He's an absolute animal. Um, and what a player. Hopefully the, the chat is that he's going to be good to go again this week. Um, TBJ with an 84, um, good as well, up against his old team. Um, moving on to the next game, the Cows versus the Titans. It was a bit of a shellacking with I'm, – I'm, I don't know if I get to officially say, but I don't think Holbrook can coach. I think he's a bloody idiot. Um, good, bad, and ugly? Yeah, well, I think the good out of that game is Scotty Drinkwater, as, as we – spoke about briefly earlier. Um, yeah. He just seemed to sort of unlock, especially the centers. Like Val Holmes seems to be a lot better with mm. Scotty Drinkwater in the team. Yep. Um, and I think if you've got Val Holmes playing well, I mean, that, that, that that's good for any team. So Yeah, was definitely 102, good score. Um, he's an uber pod. Um, and he's come in, you know, since he's been in a 94, a 43, and a 102. Uh, he's fullback and 5'8", isn't he? So... I don't know if you're going to yeah. bring him in at fullback, but you know he's still probably affordable in the five eight position. If you're not, well, I mean, I'm eyeing off Cody Walker because he's bottomed out. Um, the bad. I mean, where do you start for feeder at center? Oh, that's or is that, we we going ugly on that? <laughs> no, I've got, well, I mean, I've got for feeder as my bad, forty two. Yeah, um, that. Um, I mean, it, it's promising that you can see for feeder have such a shit game. And still get forty-two points. Like, yeah, realistically, that that was like a, a twenty-point performance for anyone else. Yeah, I mean, look, he forty-two. It could be worse. He's still going to make money. 
um, because his B was eight. Um, But look, coach should have, even once it got to half time and he got stood up, you know, in defense a number of times, he should have made the change. He had Will Smith in the the team. They could have brought Will Smith in and put him either at fullback or in the halves and taken AJ back to fullback and uh, put Izako on the wing. And you get David Fafita back in the second row. And look, they only scored, they scored four points. You know, their attack is abysmal. They go left all the time. It's so predictable. AJ with his cutouts, they're just terrible. And, you know, that's why I say he can't coach because I I reckon I could go roll into Titans headquarters and say, let me just go and give you this A4 and you do all of these things before next round and you'll you'll win next week. You idiot. It's just terrible coaching. Um, Ugly? Do you have any uglies? Yeah, Sexton, I think. 13 points. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, oh, I had Nanai. Right. <laughs> I had Nanai, yeah, even though it was Nanai. a 30. Nanai is a 37. It's 9.3% um, percent owned. Um, he's just a yo-yo and a half. And, you know, if you take out his big uh, three-try effort, there's been some pretty average ones in there, 30s. So if he doesn't score, you're going to get 30s. And I don't know. I mean, that, that, that 37 was with a try and a sin bin. So, oh, I mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he's very lax on the old, um, you know temperament as well he makes a lot of dodgy tackle stuff um i got an honorable mention to tuolagi for a 75 uh and lukey people were panic selling him because he started one week and then he was named on the bench you know i don't know coach that's the thing about the cowboys you know he's 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 a bit of a lunatic and they, he changes the team so much and people panicked and sold lukey he came off the bench and scored i, I think again um 70 points not bad yeah, I think I picked I picked Lukey up in the draft actually, and I didn't even notice that he was relegated to the bench. So I played him anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, he still scored well. Uh, and my my ugly was uh, coach as well, Holbrook. You have yeah. Thompson and Furmore. Hang your head in shame. That's what I wrote on my notes. Uh, the rabbits versus the tigers. The tigers got up against the bunnies. Um, my good was Kaloa Matangi. Uh, 111 points from Kaloa Matangi. He's an Uber pod. Um, 3.8% own. That's just that nice number. When you, if you got a 3.8%er and they turn up, he's been pretty good um, this year. He's been getting 40s if he's not getting any attacking upside. So he's got a 49, a 45, and 48. That's the floor this year, but he's got some good scores in there as well. An 86, an 88, um, you know, in the 111, you know, this week. So he's not a bad you know, target for teams, particularly because they've had a good draw. He's the one sort of player in their team, I think, him and Murray, that have been scoring well. Yeah, and I think he's, I mean, we up over that, that 600K um, this week. Yeah, it's pretty but good. our mid-rangers have performed pretty well. Um, you know, if you don't, if you've already got Cleary in, you're probably not looking to get Defe um, in or IPAP in. Yeah. Um, so he might be a, a nice little option. Save yourself 150, 200K. Yep. Um, and, and look at upgrading elsewhere. The bad for me was Luciano, 4.2% owned. He got a 46, which is not a terrible score. It's a medium score, but it hasn't been, it's not one of his best. This year, I don't think he's someone for your teams. We've got two 70s in his scores this year. We've got a 57, a 56, a 49, and a 24. There's a lot of sort of midi, lowy type stuff. This week wasn't a good one for him Um, there with the 46. Um, And the ugly was Taff. 
<laughs> I brought him in 43.2%. He was brought in by everyone. 22.3% brought him in. It was the popular move. 91% of us played him, including me, and he scored a 21. He just looked shit. He's was fairly safe under the high ball, but he just kept getting smashed in their attacking rate. He doesn't chime into the back line at all. Um, you know, that's the problem with one of these. He scores a 60 and everyone's like, oh, he's going to go up nicely in price. He goes out and scores another 40 even. Then I'm going to get a nice prize rise from him and I can probably play him. In that matchup against the West Tigers, I was like, well, it's a pretty good matchup. So I think it's pretty safe. It's a shit score. And I don't, I don't know how safely I can play him. I wouldn't play him moving forward. No, I don't. I don't think he's a playable option. I, I, I found it quite confusing when people were going Schneider to TAFE. Yeah, I mean Schneider's he's still motoring away, making a good bit of cash, mm. rolling out fifties. Like he, he's playable as a seventeenth man if you need it. And he's going to um, keep making money the same. It was very sideways. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I didn't understand it, um, and it's not paid off. So I'm, I'm glad I avoided that and yeah. didn't get caught up in the hype of TAFE. Yeah, well, I did, so fuck you. No. <laughs> um, anyway. You still beat me this week. Yeah, some honourable mentions in there. Marnie, some long-suffering Marnie owners will be happy. He turned up this week, 104. Moses was good. Um, people, you know, might have been using him as a stepping stone to Cleary or if you didn't pull the tr- – I mean, it still didn't work out for you, did it? Because Cleary went 150. But um, if you're going a Cleary and Moses – you know, maybe you had Heinz down in your fullback. 81 points is good. Lane was good. Got over for a try. He's a good draft pick, Lane, because when he plays, you know, every couple of games, you get a good score out of him. Um, 88. Um, hang on. Am I on to the next game? No. I yeah, am. You've, you've skipped ahead, but we're talking I'm about I've gone ahead to the Knights. Oh, right. shit. Well, we're talking, all right. <laughs> Many apologies. Sorry. It's late at night because the NRL puts on late games, you bastards. Um, Nofo. Yeah, no. Nofo turned back the clock 102. I don't know if I'd own him still because it's not consistent enough, but he turned back the clock this week, um, was at his damaging best, uh, 102. Cody Walker, 77. Uh, he looked, and I was a try in there as well, but he's warming up and we're going to cover him when we talk about cheaper alternatives to the top price guys. I think Cody Walker's bottoming out and he's warming up. I think he's warming up slowly because Souths are still look a little bit more clunky this year than they Definitely were last year, but he's he's getting warm. AJ, yeah, he's um, sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, he's warming up. You agree? No, I was going to say he's just he's coming along nicely at that price, and it is it is getting very tempting now to jump on him, just given his history, and you, you just know that it's it, it could explode at any moment. Yeah, I think the try, and he looked to me like he was in that game. He was starting to get a bit more chatty and a bit more, you know, fired up, and which is what we've been lacking from him. Um, AJ with a 77 and Murray with an 82. Murray just keeps churning him out. You know, he's a consistent scorer. Um, moving on to the Knights and the Eels, that's you. That's me. Yeah. Uh, what was the, the – oh, we could go straight to the ugly and talk about the Knights just in general. Oh, um, turning yeah. out the performance that we sort of were all all expecting at the start of the year. Um, yeah, they got everyone's hopes up with a couple of wins, and then they just turned <laughs> out utter shit. Yeah, they've been um, very average. Uh, I mean, the good for me out of that game is probably going to be Reed Reed Marnie. Yeah. Um, I think he had a cracking game. Um, yeah. really, really put his hand up. As you know, don't forget about me when you're thinking about Queensland. Um, it was it was really good to see. He's been a little bit quiet. Yeah. So having him turn back around and, and, and pump out a, what do you get, 104. 
Yeah. Um, so that really, you know, just makes you think about maybe there's a, another option to to Grant, maybe. Maybe, yeah, Grant and Cook, and I think Mahoney's are, are rung below. But that's the thing. The Eels play a hell of a lot better when he's on, and he was on in this game. They look much, much better. Um, I mentioned Moses and Lane in the honourable mentions, but one that we can't forget is IPAP. He was my good. Um, 123 points from IPAP. My notes in here is he's going to be up to 770K and he's a must-have, but how the bloody hell do you get him? It's um, it's a predicament I'm facing at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I... just um, what what do you do? Like, I mean, at, at that price point, it's it. it I don't know. It, it's fucking hard because it's like you 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 sort of can't really afford him, no, but there's can't. no other way you can sort of spread the cash to make up the points either. Yeah, I mean, I could you I could do something wild like you know drop Targo down to Suwali and then I could get Josh King up to Pat IPAP. Then you know that could be it'd be something wild like that. Cutting because I don't know if Targo's done. He didn't actually make his BE this week, but you know that's that's a little kooky. Um but that's the thing. How do you get him in? Uh, because the hope was you'd have uh Josh King at 550, you know, and you'd have IPAP at 650. And you've only got to make up 100 k but he's just so bloody good. And so bloody consistent. He just keeps churning out these scores. He's going to be up to nearly 800K. You know, super coaches, like, you've got to buy them low, you know, and sell them high. Buying him now may not be a prior. You know, it might be something that you go, I can't do it because he's so expensive. But how much is he actually going to go down? Because he just keeps scoring. And he's going to keep scoring. Um, he's awesome. Um, bad from that game. Um you mentioned the Knights. I've got a Knights player in there who was the bad. In general. Um, Clifford probably had his worst game of the season. Yeah. Um, for me. He, um, he was really impressive in those first couple of games when they got those wins. Um, him and Clune, they were really clicking, really taking control of that team. Mm. But he just went missing. Um, he just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, their attack looks, a- looks terrible. Um, yeah. I, I had Randall as my bad. Um, I played him. He was another one of those ones. I, You know, this was a mistake, unlike Taff, because it was a good matchup for Taff. So you would have thought that he could. And in playing fullback, kicking goals, everything pointed towards he was decently enough a play. Whereas Randall, we knew that um, old mate was on the bench, the bench hooker, because Clune was back. So we knew that Randall wasn't going to get 80 minutes. I thought if he can get 60 minutes, you know, tackle body will be a safe 50 points, but he only played 48 minutes. They were getting hammered. But the one thing about Randall is he's, he holds up the middle. And then when he went off, they started scoring. You're going straight up the guts and getting through the nights. Um, because old mate there that comes on the blonde head kid, he's not as good in defense. He was getting rolled, you know, rolled over by the middles. Um, while he's not. A soul. Well, no, while he's not going to play 80, you, I think you can't play Randall. And, you know, he, he's covered his BE just this week. So he's peaked. What do you do with Randall? Do you move him now that he's peaked or do you just let him sit there and you can play him on emergencies? Because he's going to start getting a BE now that he can't cover. I've, um, so I only have one player in my CTW as an MPR at the moment. So I have the room. If I wanted to, I could move Randall down to a genuine nuff and move McInnes up to hooker. Mm. Um, and then that could 
that could maybe be my funding for a uh, IPAP or DFE. Uh, so that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, my thought was, you know, maybe I go down to another cheapie and get them to sort of bubble away in Pakes, you know, who's a couple, 200K, and he looks like he's taken that Broncos starting, you know, I know Billy Walters is going to be on the bench, but you think Pakes is going to play 60. He scored a nice one this week. He's got a try and a couple of line breaks. He looks pretty good to me as a footballer. You know, you, you bank that money, and that's kind of like a, um, you know, getting Cody Walker in. I can get rid of... Um, you know, Ilias up to Cody Walker and, and press the go switch on that now. So that's something that's tempting to me, but I just, Randall, of course, he's one of those ones where you, when you don't play him, he scores 60. And when you do play him, it's 30, <laughs> you know, that's the way it was. But I think that the signs there with a the bench hooker was, it was a silly move by me this week, but I still scored 1,516. Go figure. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I played him as well this week through mainly having to, yeah. um, much the same as yourself. Uh, but I think him him coming on to the like him peaking, and the the possibility of Pax starting at nine, um, perfect timing. Hopefully, yeah, could be. I mean, and that's the thing. You just got to know. I mean, we'll I'll have a little bit of a listen and see. I think that Turpin's done, and I don't think they're going to go back to Billy Walters starting. The Broncos look better with Pax, and so do the halves. So I just think he stays there. Um, ugly for the game, if you had one. Um. Yeah. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. Gutho, uh, 5.8% owned. Gutho's yeah. been good this, this year, but he scored a 35 this week in an in a absolute drubbing, really. They smashed him. Um, you know, the scores from Gutho, he had a bit of a quiet start with 40, but then it's been some good scoring uh, ever since. But the last couple of weeks has been a 40 and a 35. You know, for him, you probably should have sold a little while ago and got up to a Paps or a Teddy. You should have made your moves on, with Gutho. He was he was fine as a pod to start the year, but it was probably time to sell a little while ago when you saw that first bad score. And, you know, now that he scored a 35 this week, I imagine he hasn't covered his B. I didn't write it down. Um, but it's two in a row, and I'm sure he's losing money now. You probably should jump off him. But the only thing Gutho's consistent with is you want to be selling him by round six or seven. Yeah. Um, every season, yeah. he starts off on fire, and then it's just yeah, around six, seven, eight. You got to move him on, upgrade him, do what you need to do. That's his consistency. <laughs> yeah. Um, Raiders versus the Panthers. Um, oh man, it's hard being a Raiders do, fan. Do you want to talk about this one, or I'll, talk, just... I'll talk? No, I'll talk about it. I mean, because Cleary was my captain, <laughs> and he was he scored very well. 158. He was my good. Um, you know, 13.5% brought him in. He's going to go up to 950K with a minus, I think a couple, minus one or something BE next week. He's still going to have a minus B. He's going to make money again. he probably score a ton again. Are you going to be bringing in Cleary next week? If you don't know. I've already got him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got him this week. So I'm like, yeah, thank fuck for that. <laughs> yeah. It was just one week oh. where you could have got him 50K cheaper than his starting price and you're already back up above it now because he's going to go up to 950. And if you don't get him this week, you're not going to be able to get him again till well after Origin. And you're going to have to hope that he has some bad games. Yeah, it, it's... I mean, yeah, fuck. If you don't have him, he is a lost cause at this point, I think, because... You are going to have to trade boost, use three trades, probably bring in two nuffs just to try and get him. Yeah, that's the thing. These guys, they scream at you when you need to get them. And I'm angry about that with IPAP because it just kept going up and up and up. And now we're at 800K. 
with Cleary, I just felt like the last week you got your little one price <laughs> reduction of 50K. And the BE was 80 this week, and I knew it was against the Raiders. I knew he'd achieve it, and he smashed it. And, uh, you know, people could have missed their, his boat. I think he's only 25, 27% owned or something. So it's not as high as you'd think it would, would, would be. Um, the bad for me was Targo. Um, he scored 31 on the weekend and, you know, they scored so many points as well, but it didn't result in points for him. Um, he's peaked, you know, we think in price and a lot of us probably thought he was a hold, you know, do you hold him for the whole year? He does play round 13 because they play round 13, the Panthers. Do you sell him? I think that there's going to, he, he's, he's one of the cheapies who's probably peaked that I can envision will get started again with a good score because they've so brilliant in attack that one game he's going to get a ton and then he kickstarts going again. So he's, I think plausibly he's a hold and you can get an extra number for 13 or he's peaked now and you can use his money to do something good in your team because he's almost flippable to one of those guys that you want to finish the year with. Yeah. I mean, um, personally, I'm going to hold him and let him bubble away. I don't think, even if he's going to lose money, it's not going to be much between now and State of Origin. Um, so I think if you've got him now, you've, you've basically got to hold him. Yeah. But like well, you said, it, it is, he is a, I mean, he was only a couple of passes or an error away from a, a, a 60 this week. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just one of those things where it just, it wasn't quite going through him every set like, like it has been. Yeah, and even May got a 60, I think, this week, something like that, 50-something. That's the thing. I think because the Panthers are so dominant, I think he's one of those ones that will get kick-started again in scores. He's rock solid, actually, in playing. And, you know, that's the thing. You get a bad score of 31 out of your center wing, that's fine. It's when you're getting 15, that stinks. Um, the ugly for me was Whiten. 10.1% of people own Whiten. It's above 10%. He was the captain of the Raiders this week, and it was his worst game of the year. He's been pretty good, good old Jack, this year for, you know, the Raiders. But this this week he was terrible. The Raiders, they're on my ugly as well because they were ugly. They've got no you, – you, you've got probably on paper, you know, arguably one of the best forward packs in the comp, you know, and they even added to that pack this year. But they're only running 700 metres a game. You know, that's – you know, I've been looking at the stats of the Raiders forwards and they've this, the rarely are any of them making 100 metres. Papa is done. I wouldn't even be picking him for origin. He's that off out of form. Tuppany's been good. Um, Papa's been you know good at times, but they're getting no go forward from their forwards. And the one, you look at Penrith, they how much they get off their back three. The way that Dylan Edwards runs the ball back and you've got May and you've got... Um, even Charlie Staines, they're running back with Venom. They're rolling their sleeves up and they're helping out the forwards to run, you know, the last few runs of a set. The Raiders aren't doing that. They're not getting anything from their back five. And it's just really terrible viewing as a Raiders fan. The Raiders are ugly. They are ugly. Um, I can't comment on Jack White, and I'll be honest. I only saw the highlights of this game, so I didn't see Jack White at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's so, fair. I mean, that, 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 that covers your point, I guess. Yep. Um, <laughs> honorable mentions for me were Crichton, 
12.4%. So he's close enough to pod territory. He tunned up this week. He was the one getting the tries this week. They went that way a little bit more. That's why Targo and May were down a little bit, but he's a good player. He might be a little smoky for origin. Uh, 104 from him. Starling was good um, for the Raiders. 72. He's got a try, um, but he's, been an okay. People jumped off Randall to him, and it's probably worked out in your favor, I think. Um, Tuppany was good with 84. I think he's still under 500K. Played his best minutes of the year this um, week, and he scored an 84. It's good. Yo, rock solid, 79, and kick out. A, a, a couple of weeks ago on a podcast, I was talking with someone about kick out. He's a yo-yo because he'd scored bad, badly. And I said to them, he, the Panthers are so good, he's going to have some shit games, and then he's going to have 80s, and it's going to average out being good. You might as well hold him to 13. Similar to what we're saying about Targo, and, you know, sure enough, there was a game where he was on. He always gets up for Raiders games, so I knew he'd score well. I put him in my multi too. Um, but, you know, I think he could probably have him and play him on matchups and just ride him through to, to round 13. You want to buy You want to buy a kick out after he scored two low scores and then buy him because he, he doesn't really get three low scores in a row. Yep. Well, so let, let, let his let his cash come down a little bit. Bring him in. Take yep. a couple of high scores and just ride the ride the roller coaster. Yeah, and it's one of those ones where you know in round thirteen he's going to be one of those ones you worry about because he could you know barge over for multiple tries. Um, on to the dragons versus the chooks. Today's games you can go for good, bad, and ugly in that one. Oh, I mean the the good scene the the dragons get up. I mean that's yeah. always good. Yeah, definitely. Um, Frankie Molo. Yeah. For the Dragons. Wow. He had career game. All right. Yeah, he scored a try. He, he yeah. was good. Um, you know, I think, and he's wearing the starting prop. Yeah, but that's a problem. You get, you worry about Peyton and his rotation of his forwards. And next week it could be, they'll bring in, you know, Woods started this week and, and Burgess and Molo, you know, Josh McGuire turned back the clock. It's just all over the place in there. Um, I don't know whether you could bring him in. But he's averaging mid-40s. So at his price, he's 300 and something. This will give him a little bit of a boost, you know, but maybe you're downgrading Josh King. You know, you can get yourself a couple of hundred K out of that transaction. I just don't know whether Molo is the guy for it for me. Um, my good was Manu, um, 79. He had a down week last week where he scored 27. You were never going to sell Manu because people who got him, you've had an absolute ripping run. You got a 75, 118, 104. Then he's gone down with a 27, you know, last week, but he's back up again this week with a 79 in round 13. He's captain material because the Roosters play and he's going to play fullback. So if you were someone who owned him, sensational because you're getting it. He's going to continue on now and he's going to be too expensive for the likes of me to bring him in because he's going to be in the 600s still because he's, he's, you know, scoring well. Yeah, he's six, 680 and he's got a break even of 88. So he'll sit at around, around that. Same. Yeah, unfortunately, because you do, you got the 27 last week. You're hoping that Marnie would have a couple of these in a row, 20s and 30s. Then you can pick him up in the early 500s and he's a beautiful play in round 13. But I'm getting the feeling like he might be out of reach, you know, for round 13 for us, unfortunately. Um, bad. Oh, the bad Ravalara. Um, you know, he's been he's been averaging pretty well, and he's been a tidy little pod for anyone that got on him early. But he's punched out of twenty four. He got nearly no action, and 
when he did get the ball, he was just got fucking shut down pretty quick. So yeah, they were. There's the line speed from. Game. Yeah, the line speed from the Chooks. I'm. I'm just so surprised the Dragons held on. I was really glad for him that they did hold mm-hmm. on. Um, my bad was Angus Crichton played the full eighty. I think he played the full eighty last week as well. Thirty eight points. In super coach terms, you feel like you know he's taking his second row spot back again. We're going to get him the Angus that we're used to. You bring him in because he's lost so much money with his starting off the bench um, gear. But he's he's starting and he's not scoring well. Something's off this year, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, something something's going on. The change of sides or the change of halves, or whether his confidence is a little bit down. I don't know. Yeah, he just something's look going good on. on he's, other, not, he's not. He doesn't look good on that other side, on the right side. I think it's that, and, and Tupanua is getting all the good stuff. You know, he scored yeah. well again this week as well, but Angus is no good on that side. 515 people brought him in because they, you know, they said he's bottom, bottoming out and now's the time to grab him because he's going to bounce back up. Look, you know, he's going to be under 500K. So you could take a punt that he does come back or, or not. You you can get McInnes, I think, at the same sort of price. And I think they both come with that element of risk that they're not going to score as well. I mean, I know McInnes this week started, didn't he? And and I think when um, Finucane's back next week, he probably play props. So you probably get some good weeks of starting out of McInnes. But this week, what did he score? 40s? So they yeah, were high 40s, same, I think, yeah. In the, in the same boat, him and Angus. They're getting 40s where you were hoping for 70s. And, you know, I think with McInnes, at least now that he's starting getting legs, you know, under him, he might start to pick up the average. Whereas last couple of weeks, you know, Angus has played every round. You know, I just would have thought it would have got better by now. Um, an ugly? Oh, ugly out of this game. Oh, Momorowski, 22 points. Yeah. Just... He's what, what, what happened to Moms? He's not looking first grade standard, unfortunately, Momo. Oh. I think he might be out next week, surely, because the Chooks have lost this week. I hope Billy Smith comes back personally because I've got him sitting there bloody gathering dust on my bench. Um, My ugly was Tupu. Um, 29 Mm. points from Tupu. He's been very reliable this year. You know, he's actually had a couple of 20s in there, but we've got some 80s. The last two weeks before this week was what 80s, and Tupu owners were like, yes, Toops. You know, he had a bit of a slow start to the year, but we're into our 80s, back to a 29 this week, and he probably should have been sin binned as well, and he would have been even lower. But he's my ugly for the week. Um, my honourable mentions in there, Tupanua with a 75. That's what Angus Crichton would be if he was on his on the better yeah. side for them. Um, Teddy, 70. I think we, we're talking to each other and the last updates haven't happened. I think they might have missed a line break and they definitely missed some tackle breaks. So I think he'll update to at least 80, which is not a bad score from Teddy because he still hasn't made his BE, let's be honest, but he, it's still a good score. Um, Molo, you mentioned him. 76, or was it? Or something. It was, it was a good score. Um, and he scored a try, yep. that first slashing try. I think the price is... Not too bad, but you just have to, you know, he's, he's a lunatic coach. He makes changes left, right, and center. Uh, Jack. Good job security. Jack Big Bird. Man. Looks like he might have broken his arm in that game. So I think he might, um, they might bring him on in to start again in, in six. But I don't know if anyone would want to go the Amon route again, would they? 
No, I think we've all been burned already. <laughs> but he's going to probably start in six for at least, you know, broken arm. It could be a while. Um, the Storm versus the Warriors. Rowdy was at this game from Fig Jam. He would have been crying his eyes out. 70 to what was it? It was an, I, I've, I don't know if I've actually watched too many 70s, you know, live games where I've watched it and it got to 70. I, nothing springs to mind. I'm sure there's a couple, but that's, I mean, they, they were saying that's Melbourne's highest score in Amy Park. And it's yeah. the highest, the most amount of points the Warriors have ever um, conceded in a single match as well. Yeah. Oh, actually, that leads me towards, you live in Brisbane. Yeah. Yeah. The Raiders are coming to Redcliffe uh, this week and I've got two tickets because I'm a member. Do you want to go to the football with me? We'll go watch the Raiders versus the Warriors. What day are they playing? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. We'll 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 bash out the deets and see if you're free. Yeah. If not, stay yeah. tuned. Yeah. If you're not if you're not free, anybody who listens to this podcast and you live in Brisbane, come to the football with me. Watch the Raiders. We're going to bounce back. The I mean, the Warriors will be sporting after last week too. But the good from this game for me was Pappenhausen, 153 points. People were scared to put a C. Oh, what was he? He was captained by people, but. Mate, we were lucky because Cleary and him, I saw a few VCs on Talakai, which was ballsy. And people would have looped. But if you looped Talakai or you captained Cleary or you captained Pappenhausen, you all ended up being around the same. He looked sensational. No problems from that ankle this week. Not not bad for a 65-minute effort. Yeah. Oh, mate. He was just the slashing, (laughs) the kicking, everything. He looks improved as a goal kicker. Dude, to me... um, Outstanding. There's lots of other great scores in the game. Coates, multiple, multiple tries. And I can't believe it. I lost a head to head. The bloke just had Coates, you know, versus me. And I had like a couple of hundred on him. Or, you know, it's going into the game. I think he had, you know, Adam Fanua Blake and Ewan Aiken. I was like, I've got him. But Coates with all of his tries killed me. 117 points. Munster with 107 was good, you know. Um, People were worried about Grant for a while there. And I was telling him in the chat, Grant will score a try here. And he did. He's gone up to 76. Hughes was good. 105 points. When you score 70 points, there's going to be some high super coach scores. And Melbourne, yeah. and they share it around nicely. Um, huge, huge scoring. Um, the bad for me was AFB. It's not been good scoring from him. You remember at the start of the year, we were saying AFB could be a great little smoky option to start the year because he's such a great front rower, but he looks terrible to me in actual NRL. What's going on? 30 points. He's not putting up the points. It's, I don't know, is he still carrying injuries or is it just, is he not getting any backup from the rest of his forwards? I don't don't know. Uh, he looked um, to me like I, was, I actually started with AFB thinking yeah. the same thing. I'm like, oh, he's a little bit cheaper. It'll be a nice step up to Haas. No. Yeah, well, I think he was off the field for such a long time today, and I didn't get it. I didn't get why. But uh, 30 points was terrible. Um, ugly, SJ. Yeah, I think he's still 6% owned or something, but he was did – I didn't even notice him in that game at all, apart from one shot there where he nearly took someone's head off or hurt him. Um, 23 points from SJ. No good. No, he's um not 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 the fellow he used to be. The game's going past him a little bit now. Yeah, and I mean, look in a game like that, you're on the other team, you're not going to be getting. You know, was there any good scores on the opposition team? And thoughts out to DWZ as well. He got absolutely knocked the 
out Ooh. by uh, Nelson's knee. Looked terrible. And and sending best thoughts, you know, to to DWZ and, and all you uh, Warriors fans. It was a bit of a nasty one. It's one of those bad ones that happens from time to time um, and, and wishing him all the best. But it was a smash up. Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't a good look. And that that did look nasty. Um, and it's one of, yeah, like you said, one of those things, it's no one's fault. There's no foul play or anything like that. It's just one of those freak accidents. Um, yeah. Highest score highest score for the Warriors was uh, Tavaga with 56. Yeah. Uh, Wade Egan with a 55. So there's not not much to get excited about over that side of the fence, unfortunately. No. All right. Well, that's the games. Let's move on to our chatting point this week, which is going to be, um, you know, your primo options and some alternates, you know, some cheaper options. I'm not saying some of these, when I was writing up these options, I was saying I'd still prefer the primos, you know, and I don't know if I'd pull the trigger on it, but they're just options because, you know, you're going to have to probably think of options. That's not IPAP because he's so expensive. You can't, we all want IPAP and Hass as the front row, but what are you going to do? Because you can't fork out the 800 K. Now we'll start with hooker, Grant and cook. You know, they're the obvious main options for you this year. Grant is at 704K. He's averaging 85. Cook, 669. He's averaging 75 and a half. You know, Cook at 670 might be getting a bit too expensive, particularly if you're someone that has a Randall. You can't afford to get all the way up to Cook and Grant because they're too expensive. Some cheaper alternatives. You can let me know what you think of these guys. Starling, 480K. His average is 57.28. The next games for the Raiders, this is the reason why I've put him in there as a cheaper alternative. New Zealand, Bulldogs, Sharks, Souths, Parramatta, Sydney. He plays in round 13, which is, a, you know, a benefit as well. You know, if you're moving on from someone like Grant, I mean, from uh, Randall, he could be an option for you. Do you think he's getting a little bit too expensive? He's definitely a couple hundred cheaper K than those premiums, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's right in that sort of area. You you want those, I guess, your secondary upgrades. Um, like you said, it, it's it's impossible to own Grant and Cook at the moment. Um, he's he's definitely a good option. Yeah, We're averaging pretty, pretty sure on his security and his position as well now, aren't we? Like he's he's not yeah. he's not going to get pushed out of that. So yeah, and I think he's that playing. Was, big... That was the big issue with him at the start. So. Yeah, I think he's going to play big minutes as well. You know, and. Look, he's got a good score this week, which is going to get the average up. His average is nearly 60. You know, so you're losing 15 points on average to Cook, but it is a couple of hundred K cheaper. So if you're looking at moving on Randall, you know, Randall, is, it's going to be still a hundred and something K. But the other one I mentioned was McInnes. You have McInnes in your team. He's a cheaper option uh, for 480K. Um you know, he's played 80 minutes the last couple of weeks. He's been a 41 and a 47. Do you think he's going to get that average up? Because the run of games for them, Broncos, New Zealand, Canberra, um, Gold Coast, those are good run of games coming up. Yeah, um, obviously I'm hoping he does, being an owner. Um, but, I mean, the more I think about it, a lot of McInnes's points came from defensive efforts. You know, he was always making 40, 50 tackles. He's in a Sharks team where he doesn't have to do that now. So I'm sort of hoping that he can find a few more attacking stats um, and those those minutes firm up a little bit as, as he gets those miles in the legs. 
Yeah, I think out of the two of those, I'd probably, just because he's of the attack, I know the Raiders, um, I think they're well below the Sharks this year as a team, but it's not a bad run of games upcoming for Starling. He is probably one of our shining lights. I think he is running the ball a lot, and I think that average could go up a little bit because I I actually think the Raiders, we got pumped by Penrith, but we were in it in the first half. We were really stout in defense. I didn't mind us for a half against, you know, we just got to put two halves together and I think the Raiders can improve and he'll, he'll benefit off that. Um, or you can go the idea that I'm thinking if Pakes is going to be the, you know, you could go down, you don't always have to go up, you know, so you've got these primos, but you can use it as a place where you save money. And if Pakes is going to average 50, you know, and he's 200 K, that's a heck of a lot better than Starling in my view, but there's two cheaper alternatives to the primos. Uh, in the front row, it's obviously IPAP and Hass. IPAP is going to be nearly 800K. He's averaging 83.2. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, Hass is 665, so he's 100K cheaper, but uh, you know, still expensive. 75.83 is his average. So, you know, he's, IPAP's eight points better in average. Some cheaper alternatives. Lolo, 580K. Now that's 80k off Hass. So you, you might just say, oh, I'll just get Hass. That 80k is not easy to come by, you know, for a lot. And I think that um Lolo has been quite good. That average is 64.4. He's dual, which is really handy. But importantly, the, the three-round average is 72.3, which is right up there with Hass. So for 80k cheaper, and and they look to be giving him good minutes and they're looking better the cows. So I think he's a rock solid buy for 580. Yeah, definitely. And that dual position really, really um, opens options up for you. Um, I like the idea I've, I don't think there's been a season that I've really owned Lolo for an extended period of time. Um, I've always sort of been put off. I don't know why, uh, but this year I'm definitely looking at him seriously. Yeah. Um, the I've front got row one down here is a bit of a, yeah, he is. And I mean, the dual that we've been waiting for as well. Which is yep. which is good. Um, I've got one here for you. A little mm. bit of a smoky coming mm. in at four hundred and seventy-four k with a fifty-one average. Rolled out a sixty-one this week. Paul Vaughan, um, yeah, keeper of the past, and you know, starting to get his minutes back and starting to look pretty good in a in a doggies team that is improving. Yeah, I mean that's you know the thing. I think they've got some you know they've got. Um, they've got um, Max King who comes on and plays some pretty good minutes and Luke Thompson's been getting not a lot of minutes as they seem to be giving Vaughn, you know, reasonable enough minutes, you know, in that team, just hard to know, you know, they're not playing very well. Yeah. The dogs, um, you know, the same as I would have mentioned Clemmer who seems to be on Clem's on this year. No, he didn't get a great yeah. score this uh, week, but he seems to be playing good minutes. The one I've mentioned in you know, a cheaper price point to those by, you know, hundred K is TPJ. Doesn't come without risk, TPJ, but he got a nice 80 against the Broncos this week. His average is 61, so it's around that Lolo sort of average. He does play 13, which we should mention about Lolo and TPJ. Um, Sydney, Canberra, Newcastle, West Tigers, St. George, Penrith. So there's pretty good games in there. There's a couple of hard ones with some good games as well. Um, It's just, you know, if you need 100K, it's 100K. So you could go one of those ones. You lose probably, you know, an average 10 points or 15 points from Hass to TPJ. But I think Lolo could be your guy 
um, you know, because he's priced 100K cheaper and you're getting that. You know, look at the last three rounds. Well, Lolo's warmed up. Lolo's back. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Um, in the second row forward, it's Fafida at 750K, average of 72. Telekai is, is being, he's going to be a talking point for people big time because he's going to be, after this week with the big 160, he's going to be over 700K. I yeah. mean, are you going to buy him now? Do you buy him? It's you might as well buy IPAP because surely the run it's not going to keep keep up at this level for Talakai, is it? Do you think? It it can't. It can't, surely. Like if you gotta you gotta ride this out while it's while it's on, but can't go on forever. Jesus yeah. Christ. But anyway, he's a premium, he's averaging 84.28, so even more than for feeder. The runner games is great. Broncos, New Zealand, Canberra, um, Gold Coast. The Roosters, New Zealand. None of those teams are doing very well this year. Um, you know, he's going to cost a pretty penny, but uh, the alternatives for me, uh, we mentioned one, Kaloa Matangi. Now, he's not cheap by any stretch, but he's 100K cheaper than <laughs> them. So he's cheaper by 100K. His average uh, is is good. Well, I don't know what I wrote down here, um, but his run of games, he, we know he turned up this week. West Tigers, Manly, Broncos, New Zealand, Canberra, West Tigers, Gold Coast, and St. George. Like those run of games for Kalo Mitangi. Uh, he's going to average extremely well over those games. Yeah, they also got a juicy run coming up. Kalo Mitangi is one that's, that, that should benefit. Um, I've also thrown Ola Kawatu, suspension dependent. Yeah. Um, three round yeah. average of 77. He's only coming in at 569K at the moment. Um, he's only owned by 5.9%. So there's your nice little pod in your second row. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I like Kaloa Matangi. I like Hamoli uh, as well. I mentioned Curran, but it looks like he's done an MCL, 620K. So he was a bit more affordable. Um, Gus, you know, I mentioned him. We talked about him. I don't know whether you'd go on him. You could go him, you could go McInnes for quite a bit, a couple of hundred K cheaper than those guys in there. But it's just, you know, they've got the Dogs. They've got the Gold Coast. They've got Parramatta, Penrith, Sharks, Canberra. Um He'll play 13, though, if he doesn't get picked for origin. Mm, yes. Which is the main reason I put him down as a cheaper alternative, because I don't think he's going to make origin personally. Now, there's, a, there's, a, there's probably a couple of names in front of him at the moment, based purely on form. Mm, it'll be an interesting watch anyway, but I don't know if I could confidently pick up Gus. Curran's got the MCL, and I think, you know, if you can't afford Talakai or Fafita, you know, you might look at a Colo and Tangy. You might look at a an Ola. You know, but you obviously got to wait until you see if he's going to miss a week. Um, uh, Hamoli. Uh, in the halfback spot, it's obviously Cleary and Hines who are your premiums. Cleary's going to be up at that nine fifty. Hines is going to be seven fifty. Imagine that. Like Hines is two hundred k cheaper than Cleary. Um, there's not really alternatives that are cheaper that I could recommend to people in the halfback position, other than. Hastings, who's been good. He's been good, uh, you know, coming into that team. 430K he costs. He has an average of 52. Um, but I have put in brackets, I don't like this. I think you need to go. If you're going to go to premium, you got to, this is a position where the premiums pays off. You should go the premiums. Yeah, I, I looked at um, Hughes at six, what is he, 613K. So he'll go up a little yeah. bit this week. Um, only, only owned by 11%. Uh, and averaging 65, scored well tonight. 
Yeah. Um, he's, he's one of those ones. He's not super cheap, but he is a lot cheaper. Yeah. Well, he's one of those ones I love having in my team because he's such a good player. I really enjoy watching him yeah. play. And I guess, you know, he is a cheaper alternative to those two <laughs> for sure. And I mean, look, DC, but he's going to go off to origin as well. Hughes won't. Which is, which is an interesting point. I just don't think, I mean, I'm not trying to be too cute in the halfback position. Um, in 5'8", the primos are Munster and Brown. Brown, how unfortunate for people that he was moved to the centres. That's a stupid move. Oh, let's get Sun again. Put him at 5'8", and put the one of the, probably the form 5'8", at the comp. Let's move him out to the centres. Coaches are moving players that don't play in the centres, in the centres. Drives me nuts. Cheap, cheaper alternative for me in the 5'8 position is obviously Cody Walker. 460K he's going to be after this week. Can you imagine? Cody Walker, 460K. Um, the average is 40.7. Um, the games are what lures me in <laughs> to, to Cody. Manly, Broncos, New Zealand, Canberra, West Tigers, Gold Coast, St. George. You have got to believe that he's going to turn the corner. And the 70-something this week probably you know, lifts my spirits about Cody Walker, I think. And I included a try, but he looked like he was up for the game. So I think he's a good option. You know, if you're getting rid of a Brown, you could get rid of Brown to Cody because Brown's maxed out, and especially he's with the lowest score in this center wing this week. You could go to Cody now, bank yourself a couple hundred K, and that is your Josh King up to an IPAP or something great that you want to do in your team. Um, I think now is almost the time to go for Cody. Because he's bottomed out. Yep. Yep. No, I'd agree. Um, I don't think he's going to get much cheaper than that. I mean, he rolled a, what, a 60, 67 or 70, something? No, ground rolled it. Yeah, I think he was a seven. Yeah. yeah, this week. So Yeah, so he's, he's looked involved as well. While he hasn't been scoring, like you watch the highlights back, um, not from the last game, but the weekend before, uh, and you see when Cook makes the break, Walker's there trying to find the gap. He's just he hasn't had that opportunity yet. So he's he, he's been getting more involved and looking more energetic, um, which is what we want from him. So that definitely a good sign. Yeah. And I think it's it's a, it's a lower risk, higher reward play. Yeah, because I mean it's for not much more money you can get Ilias to him. So I just think it's worth trusting the pedigree that he's going to come good. I know that they don't look as great. They lost this week to the West Tigers. So, you know, there you go. Um, into the centers, obviously, I mean, it's a hard one in the centers this year because there's, you know, May is probably our best average. Yeah, 83, but he's not a primo price. And obviously I think he's going to hold his position. You hold him for the rest of the year. But let's just talk about some, you know, just say you wanted to sell Targo or you're going to upgrade someone in there, some options to go. Graham? I think is a good option. He's not actually cheaper. He's the same price as May, you know, 560K. But his average is 62.85. Um, he doesn't play the round 13, but it's Manly, Broncos, New Zealand, Canberra. He's in that South draw, which I think is good. I've, I've had my eye on Graham all year because um, of his consistent scoring, you know, and I've even preferenced him, you know, to Tupu. Um, Tupu was the other one that I had in there at 570K, with this score this week, his price will come down a little bit. Um, he's going to play 13, but I think he's going to be suspended. So he might be scrapped from this chat, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, Gaga is another one um, yeah. sitting around that sort of that mid, that mid price uh, probably will play origin. Yeah. Um, but he's been averaging pretty well. 
Um, tidy little pod if you could afford him. Nice little upgrade. Um, I also had Campbell Graham. I think he's highly underrated at the moment. Um, yep. Just needs to see a little bit more ball and attacking opportunities, I think. Yeah, and surely they get better. Surely they do. Um, Crichton from the Panthers. He's got to be a spoky for Origin as well. 520K. Yes. His average is 62. So it's the same average as both of those players, but he's cheaper than both of them. Um, they're such a good attacking team. They've got a few good games in there that I think he'll score well in. Gold Coast, Parramatta, Melbourne, Sydney. You know, So probably Melbourne and Parra are the hard games in there. But North Queensland and Bulldogs, he does play round 13, provided that he doesn't get uh, into origin. I think he's more of an outsider than some of the other options that could go into origin this year. Um, but I don't mind him as an option because... You can't go wrong <laughs> only Penrith players. No, it, it's not. I mean, the thing that works in his favour for, for Origin is the fact that Latrell traditionally plays that left centre position. Yeah. Um, so if Latrell makes it back and Turbo doesn't, that works in, in Critter's favour. Um, but, I mean, if they're both out, there's going to be lots of opportunity for some really, really good genuine centres to get a crack, um, which would be quite exciting. Yeah, it will be. Um, look, there's a few there's a few options in there. And the unfortunate thing is they're not cheaper alternatives because we're all running cheap in there. I've got Cobbo, I've got Penasini, I've got Targo, I've got May. You know, unless I was upgrading um, out of those ones, you know, I think if you're getting rid of a Penasini up to a Graham, I think that is a nice upgrade. You know, I think that it is a good upgrade. And, you know, if you're not, if you're not concerned about round 13, Targo is maxed out. And if you're not someone who plays the buys hard, I would be flicking across for the same price to one of these, you know, types who I think are going to average better moving forward than him. Um, over to fullback, it's perhaps and well, Hines really, you know, for averages in the fullback position. Um, if you can't afford one of them and after perhaps, you know, if you don't own perhaps get him in, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, yes. He can churn out those big scores that hurt you. Um, Manu was somebody that I mentioned. He is expensive. He's 660K, but he is 100K cheaper than Heinz and he's 200K cheaper than uh, Paps. And Paps goes over to Origin. So, you know, there was a world where I was like, well, you know, at a point, um, if you want some playable options into the round 13, you could sell down your second fullback to Manu. And if it's cheaper and it's a downgrade, Manu's average is 67. He's obviously scored well again today. Bulldogs, Gold Coast, Parramatta, Penrith. You will play 13 being a Kiwi. You'll play fullback. So that's the big alluring thing. I could see myself, you know, as a play for round 13, downgrading one of my fullbacks. I don't know if it's Paps or the other fullback that I have um, getting Manu. The only problem with Manu is you were hoping it was going to be in the 500s, and it's not. It's in the 600s now, but it is cheaper than those two premium options. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I love money. I love watching money play. I love earning money. Um, it's just good fun. I had uh, Will Kennedy and Val Holmes in here, both priced. Uh, Kennedy's at 611. Val Holmes is 592. Um, both really lowly owned, 2.2 and 3.4%. Yep. Uh, Kennedy's averaging 67. Holmes is averaging 61. Mm. Um, they both scored just under their averages this week, um, but both in teams. I think the Cowboys do play the first buy and the Sharks play the second buy, so they've got uh, buy options, although Val Holmes probably going to be playing Origin. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but these guys are even cheaper again than Manu, still averaging okay. Um, and there are other options, in my opinion. Um, we know how the Sharks are going and the back five. The back five for the Sharks are just putting up points at, at various stages of the, of, of the season, um, all, all at different points. Just yeah, you're getting on the right one. Very underrated, uh, Kennedy. You know, we should probably say that um, Drinkwater, yeah, he's available in fullback as well. He could be a cheaper alternative. Mm. He's averaging well, so I think he's going to get some nice price rises in there. He's going to, I think he'll play around 13 because I don't think they're going to drop him from the fullback position, but it would be a risky play, you know, uh, downgrading in that fullback position to him because his job security is not guaranteed. 474k um, available at 58 as well, so you can chuck him up there as a, as a cheap option. Yeah, um, he's averaging 68 since he's made the starting team. Yeah, um, but yeah, like you said, it, it, it it's that job security. So if we get a if we get a little bit of a good sign that he is keeping Hammer out of that fullback position, I think it's a good good time to jump on. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Hammer, I think, is nearing fitness, so we'll see probably next round what their intentions are. Um, that's. The chat, you know, I mean, it's probably a little bit of a all over the place one. Those alternatives are not going to be for everyone. You know, some of them, I think mainly they're the front row. I mean, I think Lolo is a nice, you know, he's maxed out, even though Josh King played good minutes for the Storm and he scored 50s. I think this week covered his BE, but he's still going to stay maxed. And it's going to be about that sort of BE again next week. If you don't like trading a lot in the front row, I don't think it's the worst thing just to have Josh King there as a plotter. You know, he, he, we do know he, if you can pump out fifties. Yeah, if you pump it out fifties, that's fine. You know, um, Max King and him. Yeah, if you've got to play him, you've got two people there. You can pick on matchups or whatever and play. He played good minutes because Bellamy does like him, and he played him for good minutes today in in the thirteen. So, I, as far as I'm concerned, while he's playing the good minutes, I'm not going to rush to sell him. Randolph, on the other hand, I just think he's maxed out and he's not scoring well enough to have. There's a lot of 30s and 20s in there, you know, But and so I'm happy to downgrade him to someone else. You've got to think about sellable options. And I just, I'd rather sell Randall at the moment than I'd rather sell Josh King because he's, you know, getting good minutes in that Melbourne Storm outfit and they can really turn it on. He was probably every chance of getting a try today and scoring 80. Um, But, you know, those are just worth a think about. You know, for me, that Manu move, because a lot of people say, you know, the fullback roulette. And obviously you don't want to pull the trigger on it right now with Paps. Paps actually covered his BE this week. How, how mad is that? But you might just before origin, you know, downgrade Paps to Amanu ready for 13. You've got a captain option in round 13, make a couple of hundred K on the transaction. And then you get Paps back in, you know, coming out of origin because he might get rested. You know, I mean, I mean, sure. Paps going to go to origin. Yeah, yeah surely. Plays sure. 14 at worst. Yeah, I think he plays the 14. That's my guess. Um, but, you know, stranger things have happened. But that you get my point. Some of these alternatives are not exactly for you, and they're a bit, they could be a risky play, but they're options, nevertheless, if you can't afford. Because they're getting, some players are getting very expensive. IPAP, David Fafida, you know, Cook and Grant, Cleary, enormous costs on Cleary. Hines is holding his value very well. You know, it's hard to get all of these people that you want in, you know, these guns. I mean, I got Murray when he was 500K and he's already up to 700K. You know, I've got him as a pod now. Players are getting up to 
you know, very high prices. So you sometimes you've got to just make a concession and grab one of these cheaper ones. And, you know, you go, I mean, looking at what Lolo does now, he looks to me like somebody who is a cheaper alternative to an IPAP and a Hass. That's that three round average it says to me, Lolo's back and he's going to average seventies from here. And I, I've called that a few weeks back because I like the look of his minutes and how energized he looked and he's got his legs and stuff. Um, you know, I think that's a good cheaper option to choose though. Um, Mitch, thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thanks for having me, mate. It's been a pleasure being here. Yeah. I mean, there'll be a song. You'll have to listen back to listen to it because I pre-recorded earlier in the week. I'll hash out with you. You might be able to see me come, come to the Red Cliff game. Watch the, I know it's not the Sharks, but I'll bring a Raiders jersey. You can be, a, you can jump uh-huh. in the bike. The Viking claps, it's a great talking point this week. You know, the old Penrith. I mean, they're not. Oh, those Panthers fans and the Panthers, they're not getting any fans that are not Panthers fans, are they? Like, no one else likes them. They could be, everyone hates them. Can't fucking blame them, though, can you? Like, really? Well, I mean, it, for, 43 wins at home or some shit in a row. Like, yeah. well, something stupid. As a Raiders fan, a lot of people are like, oh, Ado, what did you think of that? And I was like, look, if you're absolutely pasting a team, you know, that does as a Viking clap, then go ahead and do it. You know, it's not like we were. You're getting hammered, you know, so Viking clap away, yeah. I say. It, it's not a cultural thing. It's not like they're out there doing the hucker or anything like that. Like, it's not it's not offending anyone. It's just a, it's just a Viking clap that the club yeah. does. Like, yeah, I think we stole, stole off a soccer team. But, I mean, look, it is fun to be in yeah. a Viking clap. I'm, I'm pro Viking clap because I'm a Raiders fan, but, you know, I think it's, you know, free, free for all. Do it in the crowd. You boo. We boo and, and all sorts to other teams. You can do a Viking clap if you want. Well, Mick, Mick Ennis was the first one to take the piss out of the Viking club way back in the day, and and now he's up there in the Raiders fucking coaching staff and shit, isn't he? No, he's finished up at the Raiders. I wasn't very happy with his oh, appointment to the Raiders, personally. But anyway, that's a different subject matter. But thanks for coming on. It's been great to chat some super coach with you. Um, we'll talk again soon. We're going to be at Magic Round together, celebrating your birthday and having a, a ripping weekend uh, or whatever at the football. It should be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm super keen for Magic Round. Um, should be good. I'm actually tossing up going to the Sharks game this weekend at Suncorp. So. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, they're playing the Broncos. So, I mean, I, I'm just jumped on the opportunity because I hardly ever get to see Canberra in Brisbane. I've gone down to Canberra and watched us lose. So I'll, I'll watch us in our home, you know, in Brisbane. <laughs> you know, Red Cliff. Yeah. No. Uh, you know. if, if, it's, if it's Sunday, I'll be keen, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. We'll talk again soon, eh? Too easy. Thanks, man. Well, I guess it would be nice if I could touch your body. I know not everybody has got a body like you. But I gotta think twice before I give my heart away. And I know all the games you play because I play them too. Oh, but I need some time off from that emotion. Time to pick my heart up off the floor. Oh, when I love comes down Without devotion Well, it takes a strong man, baby But I'm showing you the door Cause I gotta have faith I gotta have faith Cause I gotta have faith, the faith, the faith I gotta have faith, the faith, the faith Baby I know you're asking me to stay So please, please, please don't go away You say I'm giving you the blue